You're listening to the Quince podcast. At a time in India when a human rights watchdog has downgraded our country as only being partly free, the recent amendments to the National Capital Territory of Delhi Act or NCT may just rub more salt in our wounds of India being called a electoral autocracy. The NCT Bill 2021, introduced in the Lok Sabha last week and passed by the Rajya Sabha today, unilaterally gives discretionary powers to the Lieutenant Governor of Delhi on everyday actions and dilutes the powers of the elected Delhi government. The amendment will now force the Delhi government to take the advice of the LG before implementing any cabinet decisions on matters that are within its jurisdiction. However, the NCT bill does more than just give powers to the LG. It also completely upends the 2018 Supreme Court judgment which addressed this very power tussle between the Union of India and the Delhi government. Soon after the passage of amendment bill in Rajya Sabha, the Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal tweeted saying that it was a sad day for democracy. and stress that the struggle to restore power back to the people would continue so in today's episode we will go through what exactly led to the tussle between the two sides what the supreme court 2018 judgment was and what do the new amendments state to discuss all this for today's episode i spoke with advocate indira jaising a noted human rights lawyer and a senior advocate at the supreme court of india she was also part of the legal team of the delhi government in the supreme court in 2018 Get tuned in to the big story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Emmat. The National Capital Territory of Delhi enjoys a special status in the federal scheme of our nation. It enjoys the status of capital, but also has an elected legislative assembly for which all the registered voters in the city vote for. Delhi was given a fully elected legislative assembly and a responsible government through an amendment in the constitution in 1991 though technically a union territory Delhi was treated as a special case thus article 239 aa was added to part 8 of the indian constitution which contains general provisions relating to the administration of union territories and the purpose of this amendment in the constitution and granting special status to delhi is plainly written by the supreme court in the case of gnctd versus union of india in the following words the real purpose behind the constitution 69th amendment act 1991 as we believe is to establish a democratic setup and a representative form of government wherein the majority has a right to embody their opinions in law and policies pertaining to the ncd of delhi subject to the limitations imposed by the constitution in other words in every matter in which the government of delhi has the power to make laws it also has the executive power to execute these laws but There was one sticking point in this otherwise excellent judgment. It introduced a provision from the Government of Union Territories Act 1963, which states that if there is any difference of opinion between the LG and the Cabinet of Ministers, the LG can take up the matter with the President. And pending such decisions, the LG can take any action on the matter as he or she thinks fit. And this, ladies and gentlemen, became the single source of trouble and conflicts between the LG and the elected government of Delhi. which is currently the aam aadmi party and the former could disagree with all the major administrative and legislative initiatives of the elected government if he or she so desires now naturally if the center and the government in delhi are from the same political party the possibility of conflict is negligible however with aap which has been the sitting government in delhi since 
The turf war was never ending, which made the tussle between the two sides reach the Supreme Court in 2017. Advocate Indira Jai Singh, a noted human rights lawyer and a senior advocate at the Supreme Court of India, was part of the legal team of the Delhi government in the Supreme Court case. She weighs in on what led to the matters reaching the courtroom. So long as the party in power in Delhi and at the centre were the same, conflicts between Delhi government and the centre were not of a very pronounced nature. There were conflicts, but mm. conflicts which could be resolved through the mechanism of holding meetings between representatives of the union government, the lieutenant governor, and the chief minister of Delhi. But when the Ahmadmi party formed a government in Delhi, the differences between Delhi government and the central government became very acute. Mm-hmm. Uh, more particularly after the NDA government came to power at the center, um, one noticed that the conflict was accelerated. The flashpoint between Delhi government and the central government came on the issue of appointment of civil servants for Delhi government and the assignment of duties for them and disciplinary control over them. Mm-hmm. This control was claimed by Delhi government, whereas the center claimed this power to themselves. And the other issue on which there was a flat flashpoint was the issue of corruption. And Delhi government was insisting that they should uh, have the power to lodge uh, FIRs against uh, corrupt public officials, which power was denied by the union government. By the time the matter reached the court, first the High Court and the Supreme Court, the central government claimed enormous powers, even powers to deal with and take decisions about the day-to-day administration Mm -hmm. of the Union Territory of Delhi, which was completely unacceptable, which is why the matter finally ended up in the Supreme Court. Now, what exactly happened at the Supreme Court in 2018? In a historic decision, a five-judge bench of the Supreme Court, led by then-Chief Justice of India Deepak Misra, said that the Lieutenant Governor's approval wasn't required for each and every decision of the government. The Apex Court interpreted that Article 239AA provision is consistent with the federal structure of the Constitution of India and held that in all matters except police and land, the elected government of Delhi had full powers, like any other state, to make laws and implement them except that the LG was to be kept informed about the decisions. The judgment also said that the LG is bound by the aid and advice of the Council of Ministers as long as he, under Clause 4 of the Article 239AA, doesn't send the decision for review before the President, whose decision on the matter shall be final. And the court also made it clear that other than four areas in control of the LG, he or she was bound by the advice of the Council of Ministers in matters under the elected government and not vice versa. And after this judgment, the capital did not see any major conflicts between the Delhi government and the Union of India. And it appeared like the turf war was finally over. But the Union of India in 2021 pulled the rug from under the AAP government by introducing amendments to the NCD bill. So what do the 2020 amendments state? Let's go through them one by one. The first amendment is in section 21 of the 1991 Act. It says that the word government in any law passed by the Legislative Assembly would now mean Lieutenant Governor. Second, in that under Section 24, the Lieutenant Governor shall not provide his assent or refer to the President a bill that is passed by the Legislative Assembly 
on a matter that is outside its purview. Third, under Section 33, the amendment seeks to add that rules made by the Legislative Assembly for regulating its own procedure and conduct of business shall have to be in sync with those in the quote-unquote House of People or the Lok Sabha. And last but not the least, the amendment proposes that the opinion of the Lieutenant Governor has to be taken before the implementation of any executive decision taken by the Council of Ministers. The big question is, how will this affect a citizen of Delhi? How are your rights of having an elected government represent you being infringed upon? Indra J. Singh weighs in. Well, to begin with, you need to know that the judgment of the Supreme Court was a history-making judgment delivered by five judges presided over by the then Chief Justice, that's is Deepak Mishra. It uh, gives primacy uh, to the basic feature of democracy in this country. Mm -hmm. uh, it holds that the citizens of Delhi have a right to choose their uh, representatives through an election held by adult franchise. It holds that the federal structure of the country is a cooperative and participatory federal structure. And it uh, reiterates that uh, the cabinet of the Delhi government is to function on the basis of collective responsibility and that the lieutenant governor is to act on the aid and advice of the Council of Ministers. Mm. It is in this context now that you need to see the recently introduced law, uh, which seeks, in my opinion, to undo all the gains of the historic judgment of the Supreme Court. And by the way, I hope you have noticed that after that judgment, which came in 2018, uh, we have not seen any major conflict between Delhi government and the union government. Yeah. And it almost appeared as if both parties had settled down to an understanding of their respective powers. So, mm -hmm. frankly, this bill comes as a great shock and surprise. The politics behind the law appear to be quite transparent. The AAP government, since coming to power, has made several groundbreaking reforms in the sectors of education, access to timely healthcare, access to clean drinking water, and its form of governance has been a major attraction for the people of Delhi. And with already curbed powers over land and police which are held with the LG, the new amendments have further handicapped the Delhi government. In plain words, the Delhi government will no longer have any control in health, education and distribution of essential services if the lieutenant governor chooses to disagree with the decisions of the elected government of the capital. But can the dilution of powers of the Delhi government by the Union of India be challenged by the former? And the case also has a touch of irony given that the present Delhi government did support the dilution of powers of a former state, Jammu and Kashmir. Indira J. Singh, Vezan. The question is uh, that there is an existing judgment of the Supreme Court of India which clearly lays out the respective powers and responsibilities of Delhi government and the Union of India. Now, what this law seeks to do Mm. is to undo the judgment of the Supreme Court of India and kind of reverse it, turn it on its head, mm. where the Supreme Court says that the cabinet is supreme and that the, the LG, more or less akin to a governor, will act on the aid and advice of the cabinet. They reverse it and they say that the LG is, quote-unquote, the government. Mm. Um, 
they say this law now says that any executive act of the uh, elected government will have to be uh, first approved by the lieutenant governor in relation to matters which he specifies. Now, this amounts to a complete reversing of the judgment of the Supreme Court of India. So mm -hmm. my answer to your question is, it's no longer a matter between Delhi government and the Union of India. It's now a matter between the Supreme Court and the Union of India. Mm -hmm. The question will be, does the Union of India have the power to undo a judgment of the mm -hmm. Supreme Court, which deals with one of the some of the basic features of mm -hmm. the Constitution of India? That is representative democracy and uh, federalism. So yes, I have no doubt that this law is going to be challenged and the challenge will end up in the Supreme mm -hmm. Court of India. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts.